And with us this morning, a guy who is, every day is Valentine's Day for him. He's full of love. We're talking about Ryan Fox, the Gettysburg director of the Financial Consulate, an independent fee-only based financial advisory firm, and he's an all-around swell guy, too. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm happy to be here, and I am full of love. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're the love doctor. Now, anyway, uh, uh, meet Chris Tyler, by the way. Uh, his first time talking to you, Ryan. Hey, Chris. Great to meet you. So, Ryan, I, you know, this is our Valentine's Day version of the Financial Pulse today because one of the subjects, I mean, the subject you want to talk about is spousal involvement in the financial planning process. Now, I didn't realize that that was even an option, but apparently there are some people who do all the money stuff in the family and the other spouse says, ah, just do that. I'll, you know, I'll trust you. I'll let it alone. I'm not going to do anything with it. But, you know, when it comes to financial planning, maybe not such a good idea. Tell us all about it. Yeah, there's a there's a, a huge uh, inequity sometimes in relationships where when we we talk to someone who says, well, you know, I'd like to consider your firm for a financial plan. One of the first questions we ask is, great, you know, we, we'd like to talk to you about it. Uh, are you married? Yes, or do you have a spouse? Or you know, are you coupled in some degree? Well, we need to have you both involved, and sometimes that comes as a bit of a shock. And the issue is that our challenge in financial planning is we've got to get to know both people in the coupled relationship because inevitably at some point questions arise. And it's very, very difficult sometimes for spouses to communicate about money matters. And when you look statistically at all the the wonderful things about 50% of marriages do work, but the other 50%, a lot of times they don't work because of money issues, we feel it's part of our duty to incorporate both spouses into the communication process so they're familiar with, and not experts, but familiar with how financial planning is done and really how their own family unit works as a financial unit. Don't, don't you think there are more fights yeah. over money than any other thing in a relationship? Without question, there are. <laughs> I like that pause. That was very nice, very dramatic. You know, well, it's, it's, it's interesting that, that, that you say that because – you, you hear arguments sometimes, and and I don't know. I've never had an argument with my wife in twelve years, which is no, I haven't. I really haven't. I'm, I'm dead serious. I have not had one argument with my wife in in, in twelve years. However, uh, I do know people that do and have had arguments, and they and they save stuff up, it, you know, for a rainy day, and then all of a sudden it's like they unload it. And one of the things they save up is, hey, honey, nice going on the old financial plan there. How'd that work out? You know, instead of being two of you invested in it, you, you know, you end up putting that aside. Maybe you don't say something about it, but it festers, and that's even the worst kind of thing that can happen. Well, it is, and sometimes that leads into condescension and judgment about financial decisions by the person who is, in essence, empowered or uh, it ends up being the financial person. And it's very, very, very difficult because folks will get far down the road and look back and say just that, Gary. Hey, what did we do? Why didn't you do that? And it becomes you versus me. And in any sort of relationship, you can't have that. It's got to be collaborative, not competitive. And one of the things that we do in the planning process that we talked about the last couple of weeks is, you know, we look at elder care issues. What are these late right. retirement issues in the, you know, 75, 80, 85 years old? And it allows people to sit in front of fiduciaries who we have an interest in helping them and hearing them out and then carving the financial aspect out for them. But that open communication really tears down a lot of those barriers that in some cases have been built up over many years. Ryan, as a rule, how much money should you have put away in some kind of savings or investment when you retire? 
Well, Chris, that's a great question, and it all depends because people have a number of different avenues for retirement funding. If you are fortunate enough to have one of those dinosaur-defined benefit pension plans, uh, that is a huge key. Uh, most people don't. So then you have to look at your Social Security cash flows and when you take Social Security and what your debts are, and then what your other savings are, specifically if you have a 403B or 401K. There's all sorts of numbers and multipliers out there, but it's really customized to each person. It's probably a big number, but it's not quite as big as some of the ones you see advertised on TVs where you see people carrying around these giant seven-figure numbers. Okay. Now, Ryan, people can reach you a lot of different ways. They can send you a Valentine's Day card, for example. Uh, over at the financial consulate, but they also can reach you at uh, 717-334-1861. And your website, by the way, I think is one of the most informative website websites. Where can they go to for that? Uh, it's ryanfox.info, and yep. there's all kinds of contact info on there. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you and your wife, and we look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday about this time. And uh, don't forget the card and the flowers and the chocolates, okay? And gentlemen, quit picking on Punxsutawney Phil. Oh, okay. All right, a guy standing up. Have a good up one. 